Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Zenny offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenny.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. Out of time. Hey guys, so as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your co-host, Daniela. Welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod. Please feel free to email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. So maybe did each of you want to give like a little bio to the listeners? I'm not sure who wants to start, but feel free to go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Hidio, I think you should start your best with that. Um, Okay, I'm Hidio. I am from Virginia, but I'm originally Palestinian. Um, I'm currently in college, um, going into my senior year. And I'm a political science major with a double minor in Homeland Security and International Studies. Um, So I'm like very passionate about politics and racial injustices and basically everything that's like going on right now is kind of like what I study. Um, I have lived like in several different countries my whole life. I just moved back to the States for college. Um, So yeah, I have like a very diverse background, like in, like in myself, like in terms of like my nationality, but also like just my experiences from around the world and stuff like that. That's very cool. Um, So I'm Miriam. Um, I am originally from Chesapeake, but I moved to Northern Virginia this, oh, Chesapeake, Virginia, but um, I live in Northern Virginia now. Um, I'm half Algerian and half American. So that is giving, that gives me a really like interesting perspective because I can, I am white passing, but at the same time, I'm Algerian, I'm Muslim. Um, So it's really interesting to see the both worlds that I come from. I am a liberal studies major. I want to be a teacher and um, I'm just really interested in just teaching the best way I can to all students and making sure like my, even though the curriculum might be um, given by the state and mandated by the state, I want to make sure that my students are like knowledgeable about things that aren't in the books just so they know what's going on in the world. So that's something I'm really interested in. Um, Yeah. And I'm just excited to do this. So this is hard. I know it's going to be hard. 
Um, what is the best advice you've ever given or been given? That is hard. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Take your time to think. It's okay. okay. Um, I think this goes like for both of them. I think it's something that like I've told people that I think is really good, but also something that I fail to take my own advice on. And it's like, just like relax. Like I'm incredibly hard on myself with everything. Like I critique myself more than anyone ever would. Um, And it's probably just to know that the things that like I see about myself and that I'm like hard on myself with, like nobody else notices (laughs) and everybody's dealing with their own little things that they're more focused on. Um, so yeah, that is a piece of advice that I do give people, but I fail to take myself. I'm, I'm working on it though. <laughs> Good. And then the second question is, what does success mean to you? I think that's, I think it depends. I think it changes all the time. I think success can be the goal that you reach at that certain time, but I don't think that your goals ever stop. So I think like, my success right now could be really different than what my sex was, my success will be in like two months from now. Cause I'll probably have a different goal. Um, so I think every time that I reach a goal, I'll probably like have a new one that I want to succeed. So I think, yeah, I think just like to keep going and to keep making goals for yourself and reaching that, I think is, I think that's successful. Perfect. Love it. I love yeah. it. I agree. <laughs> Miriam, did you want to answer, uh, I guess we can start with the first one, just the same way that Hadil had just answered um, with um, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received or given? Um, my dad actually like is known for giving so many like wise quotes and just that's, I feel like that's a very like Arab dad thing to do is just yeah. be very like wise <laughs> and always saying like the prophet said once or like there's an Arab proverb that says. So I feel like I get a lot of um, like my good advice from my dad. Uh, I literally have an, like a whole note in on my phone called oh, quotes wow. from Jalil, which is my dad's name. And he just like, and it comes so naturally from him. Like, you know, sometimes it's kind of forced when people say things. It's like, okay, you just read that from a book. But when he says it, it just comes out so beautiful. So like, I'm looking at it and like the best ones are, um, it is with dirty hands that you can eat clean bread, which just means like once you do all the work, you can be rewarded with like your clean bread which is I think amazing and these are just things I like can like remember all the time from him and I always will other things like I do therefore I am which is amazing and like these are just there's so many that I can pick from so just honestly just wise words from my dad's are what I try to live by and try to always remember and then I think like Adil said I always try to give the advice that I get to other people because I genuinely think that like you it's better when you get advice to help other people with the advice that you're given rather than just taking it just for yourself. Cause I know for me, that could mean something for me than it does for Hadil or for you guys. And it just can morph into what you need it in your life to be, which I think is just important. And you should always share your wisdom with other people. For sure. And I think, yeah, like you were saying advice kind of, or giving, um, yeah, giving advice really it applies differently to different people and different aspects of their life because everyone's kind of experiencing something different that not everyone knows about, right? Um, but yeah, maybe moving on to the second question then. What does success mean to you? That's such a hard question. I, I know. feel like, like <laughs> Sorry. <you> said, success. <laughs> it's okay. Success, like, I feel like you can never reach like the pinnacle of your success. Like you can always push forward. I think it's also like really individualized. So like, 
success for me would be becoming a good teacher, like being happy, being with like a loving family, like being comfortable to where like I can afford like a house and stuff like that. But then for other people, it might be, it might need something totally different. So I think it's all like individual, but I think success is just being like alive, happy, well, I just think it's really personalized, but overall, as long as you're happy, alive, like I said, then I think that's success. Yeah, of course. And that's why we ask that question, just because it literally is so individual that there is no right answer and there Mm -hmm. sure as heck isn't a wrong answer. And just feeling like other people's words when they do say what success means to them is really moving. And maybe someone out there who is listening happens to have the same idea of success that you do. Therefore they can reach out to learn more and like connect. And that's really why we like to do that. Yeah. And I think sometimes like people have such like a rigid idea of what success is like success is having a million dollars in my bank and having this car and having that, but it's, it's not like that rigid. Like it's whatever you Mm -hmm. think being successful is. And like, in not even a religious way it's like if you're alive then you're you're doing something right like that's at the end of the day it's like you can't look too deep into it success is like are you healthy do you have a roof over your head but do you have good friends and family like it doesn't have to be this I have this I have this it doesn't have to be materialistic so Mm -hmm. yeah and I think sometimes we can lose that especially like with influencers on Instagram, oh, they're going to this vacation. Oh, they have this clothes. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't mean much because are they happy? Do they have good people around them? Yeah. It's, all, it's all situational, I think. Yeah, and yeah like, you never know what's sure. going on behind, like, the scenes, really, as you were saying. Yeah, like, are they happy? Exactly. Is this what they want to exactly. be doing with their life? Yeah, um, they have a Chanel bag, but are they miserable? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never actually <laughs> know. <laughs> We've even done it too, like in college, like we all have like things that we deal with, but then like we put a face on and we go to class and like, that's what people are seeing. Um, And so like also like playing in with comparison and stuff, like you never know. Um, So I think just looking into yourself and like being grateful about the things that you do have is so important because it's not the same for everyone. Mm -hmm. 100%, 100%, like comparing the worst thing, the hardest thing to stop. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's so hard to knock it out. It is like, and okay, if a girl has big boobs, she wants small boobs. If a girl has small boobs, she wants big boobs. It's, it's like true. You can, yeah. like it's, it's hard to just be happy, and especially yeah. like with social media, it's just hard because you're seeing like, oh, well, she has this and I don't, so it just makes it even harder. Yeah, that's so why we gotta fight. I think it's also just the way our society is, like, driven, too, though. Like, I think we're driven to, like, com- especially, like, Western society. It's very competitive. So it's, like, mm-hmm. you're kind of put up against other people, right? So then you grow up knowing that, and that's how you, like, go into, like, whether it be your career, or, like, your personal life, or, like, your relationships that you develop. Like, you're always kind of taught to compare yourself to meet a certain standard from someone else. And, yeah. like, yeah. sometimes, like, I think you were saying this, deal too, like, you need to take a step back and just, like success is what it means to you like it doesn't need to necessarily be at the same level as someone else really Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because then you're going to be miserable and then you're (laughs) not even going to be successful (laughs) that's true too (laughs) 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 would you guys maybe mind talking about how you guys met in college and everything yeah yeah okay it was actually 
Yeah, I'll tell okay. it from my perspective because I think it was kind of funny and then like you talk okay. from your perspective. Okay. <laughs> so um, like we said, like we go to a very small, predominantly white university, like in the more southern part of Virginia. So it is more conservative, mm. like kind of lifestyles that the two of us are not very used to. Um, so we never like saw each other in person. But like Miriam said, we lived in dorm rooms that were like our buildings were right across from each other. Um, and so I got a DM randomly one day from Miriam that said, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so pretty. Where are you from? And I was like, oh, like I'm from like, whatever, like I've lived across uh, all over the world. Um, uh, but my family is from Palestine. She's like, oh, like I'm Algerian. And my jaw dropped. I was like Algerian and uh, like in Farmville, Virginia, like in the middle of nowhere, like this is crazy. So we would like DM here and there, like comment on each other's pictures, but like never met in person. Um, and then sophomore year, we, we lived in the same dorm and we would see each other all the time, but like not talk to each other because we just didn't know how to start a conversation. We were just so shy. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, junior year, we ended up working together, like at the same place, like applied separately, just like met again. And then coincidence. How- wow. Yeah, so that's how like yeah. we became friends. So it was really yeah. like a full circle thing. I'm really like grateful for how it happened because it like this like never happens. Like that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know when you like talk to someone online and then you see them in person, but you're not like meeting. You're just pass in passing, and then you're like, do I yeah. say hi? But like I don't really know them. That's kind of how it was for like two years. Yeah. It was like yeah. I, mean, I know <laughs> Hadil. I literally told her I think she's gorgeous, but like I'm kind of scared to say hi. <laughs> So it was just kind of like that situation. And then eventually when we started working together, we were like, oh, I like this. And she was like, oh, I like this. And then I was, we would, we both like are just really close with our dads. And I, oh, my dad's like this. And she'd say like, oh, my dad's like this. And then we just got really, really close. Our dads met. They're like really good friends now. And I just can't imagine my life without her. (laughs) And it's so crazy. in the matter of a few months, we like turned from like not knowing each other at all to like now like I would consider her my sister, and our our dads are twins like they're literally the same person, and so like yeah. we're not going anywhere. We're basically stuck with each other now. Yeah, we are for <laughs> at sure. this point. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. her dad asked um, Hadil to ask me like if my family would want to get get dinner with hers or lunch, I guess, and we were like yeah, and so we went. Our dads are wearing like the same outfit. They're both like in conversation. They talk exactly the same. They like I said, like with the Arab proverbs and oh, like I have this great quote, like same. So it's like literally two mirrors oh, sitting wow. across from each other talking. We're like, okay, like this is ridiculous. Oh <laughs> wow, that's such yeah, an awesome so. story, though. <laughs> it is when we think about it because sometimes I, I'm not thinking about it, like oh, how yeah. we met is so crazy. But then like when you say it out loud, it is like like it's really weird that we met yeah. and like that we yeah. came so close. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> I think it's like, crying. Say, it's like kismet, like, you know, and it's supposed to like, it's meant to be like, it's, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is. Wow. That's so, oh, that's awesome. That's so nice that you found <laughs> each other then. Yeah. And, and like, it was like, we, like Hadil said, like we go to a school that does not really have any other races, any other ethnicities besides mostly white. So it is interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have like a, a home away from home. Like yeah. we, we're used to a certain like culture and then we go to a, a college and of course you're, you're going to be taken away from your home, which is understandable. Everybody faces that, but it's like, we don't get that home away from home feeling with, without each other. 
I'm crying. <laughs> See I know, I'm like, oh, I miss my best friend. <laughs> Did you guys want to give us a little bit about your Instagram? Yeah. Um, so you guys both have obviously your own, but you have a joint account that you guys share. Yeah. Um, what What made you want to do that? Um, so our account is called Add Injustice to Justice. Um, everybody knows what's going on right now in the world. Like we are in absolute uproar. Like we are finally taking a stand. We're fighting for equality for people who just like haven't been privileged with it. Um, I like I told you guys before, I'm very passionate about racial injustices and it's something my dad and I talk about all the time. Um, and I'm like constantly complaining about it, like constantly talking about why it's wrong and what people should be doing instead. Um, and so it's been a very constant conversation since the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey. And I was talking about it with my dad and then I talked to him about Breonna Taylor. And then I talked to him about George Floyd. And finally he was like, okay, like I, it's done. What are you going to do about it? you're crying about it all the time. You're upset about it all the time, which is good. Cause like, I understand like that's where your heart is, but are you going to do something about it? And I was like, Oh crap. Like, yeah, maybe I should do something about it. Um, and literally like in five minutes, I thought of injustice to justice, looked on Instagram to make sure the username wasn't taken. Yeah. And then like, I told my dad, okay, I'm doing something about it. Um, and I told him like, I didn't want to do it alone. So I knew that I wanted to reach out to Miriam because we always talk about this. We also work together. So whenever wow. we're working, we talk about this. We have phone calls about this. Like when our families get together, we're talking about it. Yeah. We're never not having a conversation about racial injustice and inequality. Um, so I knew that I wanted her to do it with me. So that's like how it all started. What's the purpose, I guess, behind Injustice to Justice that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, so basically, the goal that we're trying to reach is to work with law enforcement um, officials and lawyers to find legal gaps in police protocol in order to either prevent any police brutality from happening like in the future, but also like holding police officers accountable for their actions. Um, right now, like, for the next like six months, we're trying to just like gain support and just show like what we're about. And then behind the scenes, we'll be looking for like law enforcement officials and lawyers that would be willing to help us. Um, but yeah, that's like the main purpose of it is to just like help people out of like really bad situations or even prevent them from happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's really needed, especially like going forward in a time like this now um, with everything happening with Black Lives Matter, like something like this is really needed. Um, And maybe Miriam can answer this. What, and also yourself, Hadil, but what's your guys' why, I guess, behind it? I know Hadil had said some background on that, but what's your why, I guess, behind all this? Well, like she said, we're both very passionate about this. This is like the majority of what our conversations consist of Mm -hmm. is like, this isn't right. Like people should be looking at each other equally. There shouldn't even be this. We're in 2020. So we, like she said, we were like, okay, so what can we do about it? And like I said, like, right. it's not about talking. It's about what you can do. Cause I can sit here and like, just talk myself to death, just saying like, Oh, it's not right. It's not right. But without doing yeah. something, you're not doing anything. And so we wanted like a place for people to like feel accepted. So 
obviously right now the importance is on like Black Lives Matter movement, like mm-hmm. justice for African American African Americans. But we want it to be a place where like Arabs feel safe, where Latinos mm-hmm. feel safe, where Asians feel safe, Native Americans. Everybody can have like a place where they can help each other because it is important to stick together and we have voices and we should let them let them be heard. So I think that's why we really wanted to do this is to put our money where our mouth is, like, so to say, like, we have all this talk, let's be about it. And let's do something. And I know, right now, for me, it's kind of overwhelming to see so many links, so many articles, so many things that's like, okay, I don't even know where to look. I'm seeing it on every everybody's platform, which is great. But at the same time, it can mm-hmm. be so overwhelming, like I'm getting it from every angle. So we wanted a place where people can like, get stories, get facts, ways to help like all in the same place so it's like okay you can just look at this instagram it has a lot of resources it, it has a lot of ways you can help and not be like oh my god i'm having like 30 people tell me i need to find 100 different petitions i don't know where i'm supposed to look and it can be a little bit confusing especially if you're not educated on the topic it can be like okay i don't even know what's going on how can i help so i think it's good that there's like a central place where people can like learn learn how to help use their voice share so I think that's just why we mostly why we did it. Mm-hmm. And what would you say that your target audience would be? Everyone. I think like, everyone. Everyone. Yeah, I everyone. Think, I think like it's so hard because I know like when we were reaching out to people like to like follow our page, like this is our like goal, this is what we're targeting, like all this stuff. We told each other, okay, let's reach out to like-minded people. Um, so like we don't get any backlash. But I think like over time, like I've, I've noticed like this shouldn't be like a side that you choose. Everybody should be fighting for equality. Um, So it is for everyone. I would say like the majority of our audience right now are very like-minded people, but I don't want the, Mm -hmm. I I personally like didn't make it to be like something political. Yeah. 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 Like if you're a Republican, if you're conservative, I still want you to be able to fight for equality for others. And you're more than welcome to join. Um, I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people just like don't know where to start. So that's like what I'm hoping is that this page can do like just step by step, like let's start together somewhere. Let's try to make a difference. It doesn't matter what you believe in or who you believe in. Let's just like work together to like help people who aren't privileged. Yeah. And I think because social media is so important in like, people our age with among people our age that this is a great way that people can like like feel connected because it's on an Instagram page where you're on already like a lot of the times during the day so it's like it's not something that you have to like go out to seek it's right in front of you I think that's also like it's really not just targeted to young people but that is a really big audience is because we are so you can tell that our generation is so passionate about this and like just we're so young and we're so already eager to help and I think that's just great and that I think that's a lot of where our audience is is like young people who are like excited passionate want to do something ready for change yeah and I think it's so awesome that you both took the initiative to start something like this during a time like this like I said it's really needed I think for people our age especially on a platform um that I know Sierra and I are constantly on it, constantly mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, <laughs> so I loved receiving like Khadil's message asking me to follow that account. Um, have you gotten like a lot of backlash from it? I know you were saying that most of your audience has been positive, but has there been like a lot of backlash from it? Because I know for me, that's something that I would kind of fear, you know, like I think it's something that every kind of 
per se influencer kind of mm-hmm. fears at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember when I started the page, my dad was like, all right, Hadil, just like be prepared. Like there yeah. might not be people who agree with you and that's fine, but like prepare yourself. Um, and this is like completely stereotypical on my part, but I did prepare myself for a more like conservative backlash of people who like really support the police, which we do as well. Like we do support the police and respect them. However, we do notice that there is a problem with a lot of police officers that like just fail to follow basic protocol to ensure safety and protection for people, especially within the black community. Um, But actually, like, the backlash that we did receive was from someone who was on our side who just didn't agree with, like, some posts that we had made. Um, So, yeah, we had to, like, deal with it. We were trying to be very polite, but it got worse. So we did need to, like, protect ourselves and the safety of other people and the comfort of other people who use that page as their safe space. And we had to block someone. And that happened maybe, like, within a few hours of us launching the page. So we were, like... We were not prepared for it at all. We were like, oh gosh, yeah. we already have something we need to deal with. But other, like, other than that, we've had so much support. It's yeah, honestly, it was mostly like, just that one. Day. Yeah, just that one incident. And I know sometimes like people can get caught up in like outwoking each other and trying to be like, oh, well, I'm more like aware than you. And of course, we will always be open to like discussions. We can always yeah. learn. We're not all knowing, and we don't claim yeah. to be. But it's just like there's a way to present your information and if not, if what we're doing isn't directly harming anyone should we just say what it was yeah it was like <laughs> we can cut it out if not yeah you guys are okay. comfortable with yeah yeah the black and, then she, okay. post, and people yeah. were saying because you know how people were doing the wrong hashtag they were doing black black lives matter and yeah. then it was pushing all the information down so people were like making sure oh do blackout tuesday so it doesn't get pushed down. So we did that. We did right. the right hashtag and everything. And then this person um, was saying that it still wasn't right that we did that, that it, um, it is, what, what was it? That, that it, we were silencing black voices by using up a square on Instagram as a blackout post. Um, and I, like, I tried to explain like, oh, you can look at both of our personal accounts and this account too. We had been pushing emails like all day. People were Mm -hmm. DMing us all day for copies of these emails. Like um, this was before um, just like the justice was served for George Floyd. And so there Mm -hmm. were George Floyd emails, Breonna Taylor emails. Like we were pushing out emails. I think that same day we were also promoting um, black owned businesses. Mm -hmm. And so we just like didn't really see what the issue was. Um, Yeah. And like me, me and Hadil had talked about it and we completely agreed. If you look at it, like if that's the only thing you're doing, then that's not helpful at all. What is posting a black square on Instagram? But if you're a whole page that's dedicated to helping, you're giving resources, you're signing petitions, you're marching, you're doing as much as you can, then I don't, I don't think there's any harm in doing that post. If anything, it's showing solidarity. And that's what our goal was. But it was just like a constant attack saying that we weren't like that. Today's episode is brought to you by Clorox. When it counts, trust Clorox the same way we trust essential workers to provide the care they give to us. Families trust Clorox to give them a safe and protected home. Our community heroes trust Clorox to keep places like hospitals and grocery stores disinfected. 
so I know I too can trust Clorox to provide my home with a safe environment at home we can all enjoy. So I have a story for you, Amanda. Um, with Clorox, there's one thing I definitely use it for every single time before I step into my vanity van. Uh, I love the entire place disinfected because that's where I keep my makeup. Uh, that's where I get ready. That's where my clothes are. That's sometimes where I take a nap as well. So, you know, I can use it all over like time of need. So, um, yeah, it's been really, really, it just keeps everything super clean and I, I feel super safe. For me, it's important to share with loved ones and the public in general how they can give the most care for their loved ones, especially during times like these. I mean, with the pandemic going on, with COVID going on, it's just great to be extra sanitary with all the items that are around you, caring for others, and you know, just wiping down the door handle after you use the bathroom or wiping down so the So important. The toilet. So important. The toilet handle. Don't forget oh. the toilet handle. <laughs> so remember, when, when it counts, counts trust Clorox. That's what we were not doing when it was. And right. it just was, like I said, people trying to outwoke each other. And it, it's, it's just kind of inappropriate for our page. Yeah. And we were just like, no, yeah. <laughs> not for here. Also, yeah. we, had, we had so much support for um, posting that photo. Like people were damning me personally. I know we had like, I think one comment like on the photo and so I always like try to like, like check myself as well. Like if somebody's telling me something, um, Mary and I, we are not black women. Like we mm-hmm. know that there are things that we still need to learn and things that we will never experience because we are not black. Um, so I messaged a lot of black friends. Hey guys, this is a comment that I received. What do you think about it? Should I delete this blackout post? Is it silencing black voices? And they told us the same thing that Miriam just told you, that you have been amplifying Black voices in other ways. So no, you are fine. Thank you so much for showing the solidarity. The person who did message us was also not a Black person. So I just like wanted to check to make sure. And we we were assured that we were doing everything fine and that we, we were thanked for what we were doing. We have a lot of support. Um, and we tried to explain that in a very polite way, but it just like didn't end up working out. So for the comfort of other people who use that page as a safe place, we just decided like we needed to like block yeah. the person. From yeah, our they had to go. <laughs> I know. I think that's totally fair. Like, I think that's totally fair because at the end of the day, you're trying to centralize information and everything. So it's accessible. Like for me, I know I've received and I appreciate them, some like direct messages about sign this petition, sign this petition, but it it would be nice to be able to have that all centralized so I can go to that one place rather than maybe like getting confused or something, which petition did I sign, which, and like, Mm -hmm. just, it's a lot easier to centralize it. And at the same time, you weren't trying to speak on behalf of the black community. You're trying to be an ally. And I think that's needed, as I said. So yeah, I completely understand where you came from. Yeah. But honestly, other than that, it's been such positive, mm-hmm. like, out, like, um, there's been such an outpour of positive comments and just positivity from our page already. And we've gotten so much support and it's shocked us both, honestly, like we knew it was yeah. going to be a good idea, but we didn't know it was going to like, get as big as it did so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it popped off. Yeah. Um, how do you guys, um, like, curate your posts? What is like the background information for how you do that like is one like tagging people are people coming to you with their stories for you to broadcast what what do you do so me and oh. both i didn't know <laughs> <I was> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> me and both like we 
where we agree on most things and we both are very like-minded. So we both are usually on the same page on what we want to post. So like, for example, on Brianna Taylor's birthday, we knew that that was like the perfect day. I mean, every day is a good day to do it, but that was like the a really important day to really speak on her story, really to share her story, to give all the resources we could find. So it's just kind of like we talk to each other in the day. So what's appropriate to do today? And I know Hadil has made like a schedule that we're going to start going off of just so it's a little bit more organized and people can like stay organized on what we're doing. So you can, if you want to explain to them like what your idea is for it. Yeah, so like Miriam said, every day we'll have something planned to post, but that doesn't mean it's exclusive. So if like Monday, I think Monday is our day to focus on a specific case that we want to advocate for. But if there is like another case we need to advocate for on Wednesday, then we'll also post that on Wednesday. Um, It's not, I think we just like have a schedule in order to stay consistent, but it's not exclusive. Um, It doesn't limit us at all. Yeah, like Miriam said, it just really depends what's happening. Um, Like we had a whole different post planned for Breonna Taylor's birthday and then found out it was Breonna Taylor's birthday and we needed to like shift. Um, Most of the time was just trying to show people like as who they are and why they didn't deserve the injustice and also like encouraging people to take action. Um, I think that's like mostly like what it's based around to inspire people to take action, but then also like educate them at the same time. That's awesome, though, because it'll be, like, a hub for, like, knowledge, but also, as you said, to, like, take action and make sure that things are being held accountable in, like, mm-hmm. situations like the ones we've seen really recently. Yeah. Um, and like maybe, you said, you... Oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> totally say, okay. like you said, like, with the other thing where I said, like, you get so much stuff from all around you, I know for a lot of people, like, you're hearing the story from this place and then on a different place you're seeing oh here's a petition you can sign and then a different place you're hearing oh here's an email you can send and then sometimes you mm-hmm. might miss something you're you might be like wait I don't know where it's coming from and so yeah it's nice to like have an Instagram like I said earlier that just has like here's the story so you, you're educated on what it is which is important because you don't want to do anything without knowing what it is and then yeah, here's sure. resource 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 so it just helps it because I know like especially like I said earlier for, for people who's, who aren't as educated it can be kind of hard because it's like well now I'm seeing a petition I don't even know what the story is so then I have you know so it just is nice to like have it all together um maybe maybe you guys wouldn't mind giving us some like advice for people uh, who would want to improve like their allyship especially now everything all the injustices that are happening in regards to the black community what would be your advice for becoming a better ally I think I saw a really interesting thing and it was like, a t- uh, where do you fall on a- allyship? And, and so it started with like uh, way at the end, like uh, very racist, like, and these are the characteristics. And then it like slowly progressed at the end allyship. I think for allyship, it's, you have to be able to like listen because like we said, we're not black women or men. We don't know what they experience. I can only go off of what I'm told and what stories my friends and family have told me. So I can't sit here and say like, I know what it's like. I know what it's like because we don't know. And I think that's really important to being an ally is first knowing like, okay, sometimes you just need to be quiet and listen to other people, which is really important. Let other people's voices be heard. Like at the protest, uh, I went to a protest yesterday and like, I wasn't trying to be the leader. And I think it's important now, especially for white and white passing people to not be the leader. It's okay to be just in the back helping. 
I don't, I should, you know, don't lead the, the chant. Don't be, you know what I'm saying? Like you can help as much as you can, but don't be your voice trying to be the loudest. Oh, I know so much about this, blah, blah, blah. It's important to like, just be able to fall back, listen to what's going on, accept what's going on and then move forward on and seeing like what other things you could do. I think yeah, that's really like important. Being present. Yeah. And taking like the yeah. actual yeah. role of like an ally, literally. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's really because I, I know for us, if, if somebody, let's say an Asian woman, we're fighting against um, injustices towards Arabs and Muslims. And then an Asian woman mm-hmm. is saying like, I know what it's like. I, then it would be like, okay, well, no, you don't know what it's like. Yeah. So you just kind of have to put yourself yeah. in the shoes. Would I like it if somebody was telling you what it's like to be an Arab American? No. So I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say, this is what it's like to be an African-American. Cause that's not, I don't know. For sure. Yeah. 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 We can obviously like only speak up for what, what we do know, like within our own experiences, like Mary was saying, like we both have black friends and family members that we know stories from, but we will never experience or feel the pain or the fear or anything. Like we'll never know that. Um, but that's what we're just trying to do is to listen because like Miriam said, a lot of people now are just listening to respond. They're not listening to actually like hear what you're saying and to think like, okay, how can I change my perspective? How can I help you in this situation? Um, so I think like with allyship as well, like you need to ask questions and you need to not be afraid to ask questions. There are so many times I didn't know what the word, uh, the right wording or the right terminology was to use. And I did go to a close black friend. I said, Hey, I really don't understand this, but I want to understand. So can you explain it to me? And I think that's like something a lot of people are struggling with right now is to just admit that they don't know. Mm -hmm. And like, that's okay. You don't know everything. We don't know everything either. We make mistakes constantly, like, and that's fine, but we are learning along the way. So I think like, if you just approach someone and you admit, hey, I literally have no idea what's going on. I don't understand anything. Can you please educate me? And can you also let me know the ways that I can help? That is so respectable. And I mm-hmm. think people are really afraid to do that because they don't want to seem like they don't know anything or that they don't know something. Um, so I just like would encourage people to ask questions. It's okay to not know. And it's okay to learn. Yeah. And going off of that also is using your voice to be anti-racist and I know like a lot of people have probably seen like the quotes where it says like it's not enough to be not racist you have to be anti-racist so if you're a true ally like in your heart you want to help if you hear people saying racial slurs racial jokes just you that's your time to show that you're an ally and say okay this is very inappropriate I think you need to educate yourself and you know, help directly because you're yeah. not an ally if you hear that stuff and just turn the turn the other way and or yeah. it makes you uncomfortable. I can't say anything. No, this is that's literally your time to show like, okay, I'm an ally. This is my time to shine. So like that, for example, is a great way to use your allyship. And that's yeah. when you know like you're a real ally is when you're able to stop the racial jokes and racial slurs. It's so crazy that you guys do say like that's being an ally because that's literally what being an ally is. And I just think back to the experiences that I've been through where I could have been a better ally, but I've literally just been so afraid of like speaking up for like what I believe in, especially like if it's like you're in a group of like guys Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're like, 
not being the kindest and you're just like yeah zipped you, up because oh, you're so you're so um uptight you can't make a joke and then yeah. you're like oh, okay well I was just trying to like you know not be racist but yeah, like, like, I'm just trying to be nice <laughs> I don't know yeah. cool <laughs> so it, it can be yeah. really scary and like intimidating but like what are you gonna lose lose friends okay then you exactly. maybe those aren't people that you should be friends with if they're no. saying racist jokes you know if they if they're not ready to like educate themselves and I'm, I promise you, there's so many jokes you could make that aren't racist. <laughs> you know, aren't friends with. Yeah. yeah. Me so many times where I'm like so uncomfortable, and then I have to rethink. Like maybe this is not what I want to be around. Yeah. Because I've been seeing so many yeah. things. It's like we can have different opinions on things like coffee or like books, mm-hmm. but like or whatever. But when it comes to race, like that's not. Yeah. Even as saying, yeah. Even like politically. Like, sure, if someone yeah. is more left-wing or more right-wing, like, that's fine as well. But, yeah, race is something that – Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a line. No, <laughs> we, we don't, don't want to. Yeah. And, and that's I think a lot that... of us have mm-hmm. – go ahead. No, sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say that's something we've been talking about a lot because there are, like, things in your everyday life that people seem to be, like, bummed out about, like, losing friends or losing followers or anything like that. But every day, like, Mary and I talk, oh, like, guess who, like, just unfollowed me and – we're like celebrating it. We're like, yeah. go, like, yeah, go, unfollow us. Like, if you don't support this movement, like, we're not picking sides right now. This isn't about mm-hmm. if you're a Republican or a Democrat or conservative or liberal. This is about human life. And if you don't disagree yeah. with that, then we don't have to be on the same page at all. Yeah, exactly. My therapist the other day, she goes, "Don't worry, your friends are gonna leave you because they suck. I'll be here for you next Wednesday." There you go. And, <laughs> and I'm like, that's like my one and only (laughs) (laughs) it's true though i think this has really brought out like people's true colors oh yeah so i think a lot of us have been learning a lot about other people and seeing what's been happening which is scary but it's also kind of like hopeful in a way i think so i I agree yeah you're kind of yeah and and even the people that like are silent during this time i I, like we're everybody's noticing like we see it (laughs) if you're not actually helping then yeah people's silence right now is so loud it is yeah. so loud <laughs> I know exactly yeah, what you're thinking. I know exactly what you're feeling I've I, I've messaged people who I've noticed wow. that they like haven't posted anything like hey like oh, wow. there's a thing where we're like trying to you know this is our goal this is what we're trying to do and each one of them has unfollowed me <laughs> like it's it's very noticeable like it, this is not the time wow. anymore it's not like, oh, I'm going to stay silent, but like here in private, like I'll let you know what I'm feeling. Like you need to be vocal about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And like, then there's the people who like, for example, did post the black screen and they hadn't posted anything else. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, like, not even reposted a story or something like that. Like, information. No. Yeah, get I away. Know. Get away. <laughs> you thought that was enough. No. Okay. Like, wow, black screen, that's enough. Yeah. And then they say, like, we no. stand with you. Okay. Like, in what way? Like, where, do you, where do you stand? Where? On the screen? <laughs> where is that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's something that's that we've been talking about, too, is, like, this is not trendy. Like, no. black no. lives and, like, black lives being murdered, it did not just start last week. This has been an ongoing thing. And, like, you don't, like... I mean, I appreciate if people right now are trying to, like, take a stand and change themselves. Like, that's great, but you need to be consistent with that. So when people, like, start not posting Black Lives Matter and are stopping doing all these things, like, you need to keep going. 
Um, And I think like that's like really important is that this is not just something that is going to end in like a month or two. This is something that you need to continue doing if you want to be a true ally. Yeah. And that goes back, like you said, to allyship. Are you constantly trying to help or are you just doing it when it's like trending? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really important too because like like you said this has been going on since like obviously before we were born but the Black Lives Matter movement has been going on since like 2013 or something I'm not sure but it's yeah. been a long time yeah. it's not a new thing and even yeah. back then people were saying like oh this isn't a good movement oh this and that yeah. so it's, it's just like okay I don't know it's, it's interesting but def- definitely to be an ally you need to be like consistent with your work mm-hmm. It's kind of like like to put it in a perspective for those of us who don't know anything, me, in life. <laughs> but like, I'm learning, but that's besides the point. Um, so, like, for those of the listeners who don't really understand, it, in my perspective, it's kind of like being a friend, mm-hmm. you know? Like, ally, being a friend, it's kind of like the same thing. You're going to ask your friend what you can do to be a better friend if you don't have that unspoken medium yeah like some of my friends like we don't like bring up our past just because like we're forget about it we've forgiven and like but then there's friends like hey how can I be better to you how can I listen better to you to have a better outcome and I think it's being an ally is very closely tied with being a friend and it's important to Realize if you want to be an ally, it also means being a friend when yeah. somebody needs it. I agree. And and even going on with that analogy, like with your friends, when they turn if you're somebody's a true friend and you turn around and somebody's talking bad about your friend, are you gonna let it happen? You know, that that's a, a, mm-hmm. that's that a really good point. An that's ally. a really good yeah. way of looking at it. So yeah. If somebody says, let's say somebody's talking to me, Oh, Hadil is this and this and this. Okay, I'm gonna be like, Okay, first of all, no, she's not and I'm gonna be sticking <laughs> yeah. up to her. And that's a great analogy to like Black Lives Matter. Are you when when you turn around and you're white friends are saying this and this and this are you going to be like "Mm -hmm." or are you going to say actually no it's not so yeah Yeah. I think that like it's really it's it's a good point to relate it to friendship because it is like that and you don't have to even be directly like let's say I know a lot of people come from places that don't aren't very diverse you don't have to directly know a black person to realize that their life matters you don't need to be related to a black person I know for me like my brother my sister-in-law are both black so I have that direct connection to a black person, but you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to be connected and have a brother, sister, or best friend that's black to yeah. know that it's wrong to be killing them, to be for them to be abused in America. Yeah. It, so, yeah, it is like a friend. And I just think? like to compare. That's how my mind yeah. works. Yeah. I'm like, no, I think what is this comparing? Can you make yeah. that? Yeah. Those are great connections, though, Sierra. It can Sierra. be really com- like, too complex. And so, like, making an analogy that everyone can understand is like really good. So I think that's a good point, actually. Yeah. But I think that's hard. <laughs> something is literally like literally as simple as like that. I think there's like that kind of not a challenge necessarily, but going around on like, I think more TikTok or so, but like unfollowing everyone that follows Donald Trump. Yeah. Just because maybe like your values don't align. Like that's just an indicator that your values do not align in that way. That's a clear indicator. So I don't. I think it can be like as simple as that too. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. Or that TikTok trend. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, where ever, they go yeah. and follow like, everyone oh. that they're following that follows <laughs> Donald Trump. For the listeners, how do you want them to 
reach out to you if they have questions or if they have a story they'd want to share with you in the safe space? How do you want them to go about that? Email, DM, personal Instagrams? Like what would be the easiest way to get a hold to have their story told? I think DMing us, we've been like really good about keeping up with their DMs right now. Um, Obviously, like if, if that changes, then we will let people know. But I think DMs are like a really good way to reach out to us. I think also like the people who follow us currently are all people who know us personally, or at least like their friend knows us personally. Um, And so like, if it does get difficult, people can reach out to us personally as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But we always encourage if you have any suggestions let us know if you have any feedback let us know um people have been sending us resources of like oh look at this petition look at this protest like so people yeah people are free to message us anytime for anything yeah and we also have our we made an email for the page and it's linked like on the instagram page Mm -hmm. so you can send an email if that's what you'd like to do so there's very there's multiple ways to reach us and we're always yeah. open to hearing other stuff because, like we said before, like we're not all knowing. We're just going from what we learned, what we know, what we're being educated on, but we don't know everything. So if people would yeah. like to share stuff with us, we're more than happy to like look at the resources and just hear people's story. Yeah. So then maybe just to wrap everything up, and this is like a bigger question too, but what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Do you want to go, Hadia, or me? You can go first. Okay, so from this episode, I just want people to know that your voice is being heard. Um, Already in this short time, so much change has been made, and I really think that we are the generation and we're the people who can really, like, make the biggest change that this country has seen. Um, You can always help in any way. If you can't go to a protest, sign petitions, donate. There's so many different ways. Buy from Black-owned businesses. Like, there's so many ways to help. It doesn't have to be confined into protests. It could be so much stuff. And so I want people to, yeah, like I said, know that your voice is being heard. You do have a, a say in this because this is your country and this is your life that's being told to everyone. So what do you want people to know from it? You want people to know that you were strong, that you were willing to help other people and just that you're powerful in yourself. And although you might think you're one person, you're one person in a lot of people that are like-minded and that want to help others. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, I agree with that. I also think, um, yeah, like Miriam said, like there's always a way, like even if you don't, if you're not financially able to donate in one way, you can donate your time by signing petitions and writing emails and calling state officials and emailing state officials. Um, I think also um, I do want people to be more comfortable with admitting that they don't know and reaching out for help in order to understand so they can also be a, a, a voice Um, that's useful to making change so much like Miriam said so much change has happened already that I don't think would have happened if there wasn't so much public pressure on state officials and policies in general Um, so I think that's good and I think we just like need to keep going we can't stop just because we have one victory doesn't mean that there are victories all around because there are so many things that still haven't been touched so many things that Um, haven't been talked about so many people who haven't um, received justice that we still need to work for so I don't think this is 
gonna end anytime soon, but consistency is so necessary right now, even with people who have just started um, or have just learned how to be an ally, like your voice is needed right now more than ever. So then maybe our last question will be, are there any, um, we like to end with this kind of, cause we think it's important even like during this whole pandemic. Um, is there any maybe like sustainable or ethical product or a local or small business that you want to give a shout out to any black owned businesses you want to give a shout out to? Yeah. Do you want to go first to deal? I need to look up the name of one of them that I live. No worries. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting it right now. <laughs> So I have two, I have one black owned business. Um, and then I have just like a business that I have been using for a really long time. Um, so my black owned business is by a woman named Tyler Simone. She makes lashes. Um, I don't buy lashes, but I have supported her business. Um, because I just, everybody says like they're really good quality. She's a very hard worker. Um, so definitely support her. Um, and a business that I use all the time is called Pali Roots. They are a Palestinian-owned company that um, just sell Palestinian merchandise. And then um, the proceeds go towards feeding um, children in Gaza who don't have food. Um, so I think that's also a really good one to support. Um, so, yeah. Um, mine would be, I just looked it up because I forgot the name, but she's on Etsy. Her name is the Glam Republic. My sister-in-law actually like knows her. Um, and it's just like skincare, um, like soap bars that she makes handmade, um, bath bombs, oils, scrubs, just kind of that stuff. And I know since we're in like quarantine, I know it might be ending, but we're in quarantine. So like the self-care is really big. So I think that's really fun. And the business, the other business um, would be, it's a restaurant in Hampton, Virginia. If you're ever in the 757 um, of Virginia, which is like the beach area, uh, this restaurant called Mango Mango is so good. It's black owned. The whole theme is like mango. So it like has orange accents. They have like mango drinks and cocktails. That it's, sounds so good. The food oh, is my so good. And the people that own it are so kind. They actually, um, my brother and his sister, or my brother and my sister-in-law, um, had their wedding there, their wedding reception there on the rooftop. It's so gorgeous. It's just oh beautiful. God. Yeah, it was so nice. And they're they're just so helpful. And we're just really bending over backwards to like make it the best ever. So that I really want to shout them out because they're amazing. Okay. So did you guys want to give a shout out to your socials where people could find you? Yeah. So my Instagram is Mariam Najwa, which is my name. So M-A-R-I-E-M-N-A-J-O-U-A. And then um our Instagram is just at injustice to justice. And then Hadil's Instagram is her name also, if you want to spell it for them. <laughs> My Instagram is Hadil Alwashahi, H-A-D-E-E-L-A-L-W-E-S-H-A-H-I. Um, and like Miriam said, injustice to justice is our joint account. So please join and yeah, follow, learn how to help fight injustice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's fight it. Let's help it. Let's, do it, do yes. it all. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, guys. Thank you Thank so much. You don't need to be employed to get employee level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP Individual Vision Plan at vspdirect.com. 
If you have thyroid eye disease and you go through artificial tears in the blink of an eye, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit treatmyted.com. That's treatmyted.com.